Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. We encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that online at fellowshipgj.com. Pick the giving option that works best for you and help us to continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. Well, again, church, we want to welcome you and say Happy Easter. We're so glad that you're here with us today. I want to mention, maybe you haven't been here in a while, and I want you to know that this place should be home for you. you you're welcome here. In fact, I was talking to a guy one time, and he said, I don't go to church. Like, okay, what's that all about? He goes, there's too many hypocrites there. And so, well, it's good news, man. We got room for one more or two, right? Right. Because we're all messed up. You know, church shouldn't be perfect. It shouldn't. Because I wouldn't fit in, you know. And I know you wouldn't either. It shouldn't be perfect. Churches should be healthy. And thank God that God has made Fellowship Church a healthy place for his people to grow together, right? Yeah, you look good today. I wonder, are you, do you like who you sit next to right now? You like who you're sitting next to? Good, good. Tell, go ahead and tell them, I prayed all week I would get to sit next to you today. Yeah, now, you know what? Now turn to the other person, the person you ignored for whatever reason. That's between you and them. But tell them I'm glad you're here too. We're going to be looking in John chapter 14. John 14, well, where are you getting ready for that? I just want to know who's here today. I wonder how many married couples do we have here today. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, now how, how many singles? How many singles in the house? Hold your hand up high. Yeah, I see you looking around. Yeah, like, do it again. Put your hand up. This is a good time to get the look. Like, yeah, she's single. I saw that. Let me help you out. Let me give you a church pickup line today. It'll help you, okay? This is something to try out on that person you've been church stalking. If you don't know what church stocking is, that's when you like, you just show up conveniently at every service they're at and you sit next to them. You're like, I didn't know you'd be here. Weird, right? <laughs> Try this one on. Like, you got to have a Bible for this to work. But pull out your Bible and go, oh, my Bible's incomplete. Yeah, because I'm in the book of Numbers and yours isn't here. <laughs> John chapter 14. Enough of that. We'll get into the word. John 14. Jesus is talking here in John 14. And Jesus is talking. Let me tell you, if you are confused about anything, if you need direction, if you need hope in your life, if you're wondering what your life is all about, then Jesus is the right doctor to speak to here. And, and we see he's talking to his disciples and he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Okay, now he says that because he was just telling them that he was going to be crucified and there's going to be all this drama involved. And he's saying, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place, I will come back to take you to be with me that you may be where I am. You know to the, you know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever been reading the Bible and you're like, God, I don't know what you mean here. What, what does this mean? 
well, you're not alone. One of Jesus' own disciples here, Thomas, is like, God, help me. I have no clue what you're talking about right now. Explain this to me. And Jesus answered so simply. He answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I want you to think about this statement. Jesus said, I am the way. Okay, in an age where people are teaching that all roads lead to heaven, Jesus says, wrong. In an age where people are saying, if you can just be good enough, then, then, then you'll get into heaven, Jesus says, wrong. No, I'm here to clear up all the confusion. Jesus says, listen to me, you need to know the way, and I'm going to explain it. I'm going to lay it out for you. I'm going to give you the road map. I am the road map. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. There's no other way to get into the presence of our Heavenly Father. There's no other way to get into heaven other than the person of Jesus Christ, who is your Lord and Savior. So I, I got two simple words that I want to talk about today, and these two words will change your life. It's only Jesus. Only Jesus. Would you say those words with me? Say, only Jesus. Only Jesus is the answer. I wonder, have you ever gone on a trip and just to get to the destination and when you get there you realize you had everything except for the one thing you needed? Like, like you're getting onto an airplane and you got your phone loaded with movies, your Netflix is ready to rock, they close the airplane door and you realize you're, you're running out of battery right now and you don't even have your charger. You're like, you got everything except the one thing you need or you go out on a date with someone and then you reach for your wallet and you don't have your wallet so you can't pick up the tab right it's like I know there's some guys in here like I don't ever pick up the tab that's why you don't go on very many dates okay <laughs> so I had everything I needed except for that one thing the, the one thing that I really did need uh, my father and I were outdoorsmen we love to hunt and fish and last summer uh, we had the opportunity to go up on some friend's property of ours that we hunt on quite often, and, and we had the, the opportunity to go, so we were pumped about this, and we started packing weeks early. Like, we got the Jeep out, and, and, and we, put, we put some food in the Jeep, and we got our hunting gear, and then we put some more food and some donuts in the Jeep, and then we got our fishing gear, and then we had to get our, our, our Cheetos and some more donuts and put that in there, and did I mention we put some food in the Jeep? So we were ready to go to the mountain for weeks. I mean, we could have survived there for a long time. And we went up into the mountains. I remember we were so excited. And we were playing and having fun. And as we came towards our friend's property, we looked up and I saw that the gate was closed. So I, and the gate has this combination lock on it. So I jumped out of the Jeep and I reached in my pocket. And, and all of a sudden I realized, wait a minute, the little note I have that has the combination again, the lock, I, I didn't bring it. And it's like, and I had this panic, so like I realized I totally blew it. So I did what a lot of us do when we realize we blow it. I blame it on the other person. So immediately I'm like, I'm like, Dad, where's the note with the combination on it that you were supposed to bring? He's like, don't you try to pin this on me. He said, I filled the gas up with Jeep. I got everything ready. You were, uh, filled the Jeep up with gas. I got everything ready. You were supposed to bring the note that had the combination on it. And we're going back and forth like, no, it was my responsibility to get the food. Your responsibility to bring the note. And it's like we realized we had everything except for the one thing that we needed. So it is with our world where we can go through this life and we're collecting everything. 
It's like, if I could just get more, then I'm going to be good. If I can get more people to think I'm great and follow me on Instagram, then, then I'm going to feel better. If I could get more money, if I can get more, uh, you, you know, in a better physical fitness, if I can have better relationships, if I can have all these things, that's going to be what I need. Even when it comes to our spiritual life, we can get this way. Like, if I could just do enough good deeds... If I can just go to church enough, then, then I'm going to have everything. And, and, and as it is with our world, we can collect all these things and still miss the only thing that matters. Miss the only thing. And Jesus said, guys, it, you, you can't miss this. You can't, you, you can't forget this because you can, you can pass up on all the other stuff. You have to have the one thing. And he said, that is a personal relationship with me. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I'm the only way to get into heaven. I'm the only way to have a personal relationship with your heavenly father. That, that heaven is not a kindergarten class where we're going to get there and see a poster on the wall with gold stars on it. And, and if you have enough uh, church attendance and you have enough good deeds and you help enough old ladies cross the street, then look, you have enough stars to have the pizza party at the end of class. It's not like that. Jesus said, no. No, it's not about how you live your life, if it's good enough or not. It's not about how many times you go to church. It's not about any of that. It's about a personal relationship with me. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I just want to pause for a moment and say, thank God, right? Thank God it's not about how we live our lives. Thanks God it's not about us being good enough because I, I certainly wouldn't make it. In fact, I don't, none of the, no one in this room, you wouldn't make it. <laughs> You know, in fact, the Bible says, we, we can't just look at ourselves, it says everyone on the entire planet, not good enough, can't make it. Romans 3.10 says, for no one is righteous, not even one. So on Easter, we come together and we celebrate the fact that, that Jesus is the answer, that it's only Jesus, only Jesus can forgive you of your sins, only Jesus can take your place. So God looks at us and, and he saw our sin. He saw everything you've ever done. He saw everything you're ever going to do. And he said, I want to send my son to take your place. Because every one of us, we have a payment that we have to, to pay because of the fact that we've sinned. Because we've all messed up on this sin issue. We all have, have problems that no one is righteous, not even one. We have a payment. If you get pulled over you, and you get a ticket, you're going to have to pay for that ticket. There, there's a payment that comes with our sins. There's a payment that comes with our failings. And that payment for all of mankind is death. Not just physical death, but spiritual death. That we would be separated from God. And here's the truth about our God is that he looks at you and he loves you so much. That the Bible says he loves you so much. He said, I, I don't want to spend eternity without you. I, I don't want you to be separated from me. So I love you so much, I'm going to send my son to go die in your place to pay the payment for you. And he will exchange his righteousness into your life and he'll take your sin away from you so that you can be in right standing with me. That's what the Bible says in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Man, you've probably heard that verse so many times in your life. And what, what's scary about that is you can hear that verse so many times you miss what it actually says. Because did you catch that? This is crazy. This is crazy love. 
That, that God said, I love you so much. I am going to take my son and I am going to allow him to die in your place. I'll tell you, there's some of you in this room that I like you a lot. I, I always even say I love you. But when it comes, I, I'm a father of two wonderful, beautiful, confident daughters. There ain't no way we're even talking about the fact that they would ever pay the penalty for your sin. I, I, can't, even, I can't imagine it as a dad. And yet our Heavenly Father's love is so great for you. He cares so much for you that he said, I'm going to send my son to go die in your place. And and my son is going to take your sin and your shame. He will wear it on himself as he dies and pays the penalty for your sin. And then he's going to rise again so that you can have eternal life with me. That's what we celebrate on Easter. And I wonder... Have you taken a moment to grasp that? Have you taken a moment to think about that? that's why we're here? That's what, why we're doing what we're doing? Because it, what do you do with a God who loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you and his son rose again? What do you do with that information? How do you respond to that? Well, there's three things you do. First, you embrace it. Second, you live it. And third, you share it. Number one, you embrace it. Two, you live it. Third, you share it. Number one, you got to embrace it. You got to embrace the fact that, that Jesus loves you so much, that the Heavenly Father loves you so much. He, he paid the price for you, that He's offering it as a free gift to you. And it doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter how many times you've sinned, how many times you've failed. There are people you come in this room today and you have just felt guilty and felt shame and, and you've wanted to be back, but you haven't been here because you felt like, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not living right. And, and you're, you're thinking that somehow he won't accept you, but he's saying, no, I know your sin, and not only do I know the sin you have done, I know the sin you will do, and I still love you, I still care for you. And when you start embracing that, you start just getting a new swagger in life and you start realizing, wait a minute, apparently... I'm a big deal to God. Apparently, he loves me so much that he sent his son to die in my place. So so I'm just going to go ahead and embrace that. And I'm going to accept the fact that he loves me, that he calls himself my heavenly father, and and, and that he wants to adopt me to be his child. I mean, I'm going to just embrace that. And that takes us to the second thing. Because if you're going to embrace it, you got to live it. And when I say live it, I mean live. I mean live your dreams, live your hopes. Jesus said, I came to give you life and life to the fullest. you you, got to stop just going through life, living paycheck to paycheck, going through life just trying to survive, trying to make it through the day, trying to just get to the end of the workday and thinking that that's all that God has for you. No, he said, I came to give you life to the fullest. I love you so much. I want to give you your dreams back and your hopes back. I I want you to have joy again and peace again. I want you to sleep at night. He wants you to have life to the fullest. See, Jesus rose from the dead, not so that we could just come together on an Easter service and celebrate the fact that he rose from the dead, but but Jesus rose from the dead so that you could live a resurrected life. So go ahead and start dreaming again. Start living again. Start going after those goals, those things that he planted in your heart, those dreams you had as a kid that you buried a long time ago and you thought they were dead. The same power that rose Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you. And he wants, to, he wants you to live it out. And, and that looks like every day we get to actually connect with the God who created us. 
that every day we start our day, you can, you, this is not just about coming to church on the weekend and, and, and hearing a message or, or anything like that. It's about every day you get to talk to God and be like, okay, God, so what's the adventure going to be like today? What do you want me to do today? How, are you, how, how do I need to show your love to other people today? And all of a sudden, you go from just surviving to now you're thriving. You're like, other people are just trying to go to work and make it through the day, but I'm on mission. I'm going to work, and I'm realizing that God's coming with me, and he can give me wisdom today. And I can bring joy and excitement and passion into the workplace. I can live my life. I can have my hopes again. I can have my dreams again. And see, God is not just your creator. He calls himself your heavenly father. And he's a good heavenly father, not like the, the failings that, that mankind has. He, he's a great heavenly father, and he'll never fail you. And he tells you that I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for good and not to harm you, to give you a hope in a future. you got to live the fact that your God loves you, that he's got plans for you. No more, no more just surviving. He wants you to thrive. So, in response to a God who loves you so much, what do you do with that? You embrace it. You live it. And then you might as well do the third thing, and that's share it. See, I love my wife. And, and you don't have to be around me for very long before you know I love my wife. Because I talk about her all the time. It's like, I'll bring her up in conversations. We weren't even talking anything close to her. But I'll tell you, it's like you're talking about mountain biking. So I went mountain biking with my wife one time. Did I tell you how awesome she is, man? She is my friend, my partner. We do life together. Man, she's the mother of my children. I have so much fun with her. We've been married over 18 years. And man, she's fine. Girl, you looking good today. I see you. I see you, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Because I love her. I love her. And if you, you see, if you love someone, you, you don't have to be coerced into talking about them. You don't have to twist my arm to get me to talk about my wife. In the same way, when you start recognizing and embracing what God has done for you, you start falling in love with him to the point to where I, you can't help it but talk about him. And I'm going to talk about him everywhere. I'm going to talk about him in the world. It's like I'm on the side of the soccer field. Go, man, it's a beautiful day. Can you believe that sunrise we just got to see? Our God made that for us because he loves us. He's so good to us. You're at work and you're saying, man, I should be dead. But God loves me so much. He has rescued me out of sin patterns. He's helped me so much. God is just so good. And then you become one of those people. That people think you're a little weird because you're talking about him about everything. You're like, man, this cheeseburger is awesome. Thank you, Jesus, right? Why? Because, because you just love them. You love them. I wonder, are there any, is there anybody in this room, you just love them so much, you can't help but just give them a shout of praise. Like, I, I just love them. He's been so good to me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So what is our response to our God who loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us and to raise again so we'd have eternal life? You first have to embrace it. And then you live it. And then you share it. See, he loves you so much that, that he sent his son to die so that you didn't have to taste death. And he's here now. He's in this room now to meet with you. That you think that you might have just showed up today because you thought it's Easter Sunday. That's what you do. You go to church. But, but this was God's divine appointment to bring you in, to bring you back to him because he loves you that much. And, and you're here today because he wants to meet with you. Yeah, you. With your hair done all nice, you got your makeup on, you got a smile on the outside, but you know on the inside there's really something that you feel like is just missing. Or you, like you, 
You're the businessman. You're successful. You, get, you drive the nice car. You got, you got all the success, all the stuff on the outside, but there's a hole on the inside you're trying to fill because there's a void there, and God is saying, I, I'm here to fill that void. He wants to meet with you. You might be in here today feeling shameful, feeling like you just don't even understand what I did. Like you're talking about all these other things. You don't know my sin. Well, he knows your sin and he called you into this room. You're here today because he's drawing you back to him. Because he he knew what you were gonna do. He knows what you will do and yet he still sent his son to die. For, For while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I wanna invite every person in this room to stand to your feet with me because what we're gonna do to end this service on this Easter Sunday 2018 is I wanna give you an opportunity to embrace the love of Jesus. Because I know there are people in this room that maybe you've never accepted the love of Christ before and you've never accepted Jesus to be your Lord and Savior of your life. You've never accepted the fact that, that he'll take your sins away and make you right with God. It doesn't mean you're gonna live a perfect life. You will fail again. But what it means is that the sin issue has been paid for. And, and, and you might be here going, you know what? I, I've done this before. I've prayed this prayer, but man, I've wandered away. I've wandered away. Well, the, the good news is you're here because he's drawing you back to him. Or, or maybe you're on the other end of the spectrum and you say, I've never prayed. I've never asked Jesus to forgive me of my sins. It doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum. God's power is still the same. The blood of Jesus covers your sins no matter what you've done. Today, it is a gift offered to you and you can have a relationship with him. You can know without a doubt you have a home forever in heaven. The Bible says it is by grace that we have been saved through faith. And we understand that this is a gift of God. That it's not about us getting church attendance, walking old ladies across the street, none of that. It's about us recognizing I have sin, I need a savior to forgive me of my sins. And Jesus, only Jesus is that savior. I wanna speak to you too because there's there's some in here that you, you feel this tugging on the inside, saying it's time, this is it, right now. God says in Hebrews, in the book of Hebrews, he says if you hear my voice, don't harden your heart. And right now there's some of you, you're hearing that whisper of God saying, it's time. It's time to turn away from that life. It's never served you. It's never fulfilled anything. It's like you feel good for a moment and then you feel worse the next day. It's never done anything. And I have, I have life for you. I have hope for you. I, I've come to give you life and life to the fullest. Now is the time. If you're hearing the drawing of God, do not harden your heart against him. With every head bowed and every eye closed right now, I believe there are those of you in this room that you need to start a relationship with Jesus Christ right now. Here in a moment, every one of us are gonna pray a prayer together. No one's gonna feel left out in this. We're all gonna do this together. But with no one looking around, on the count of three, I'm gonna ask you that if it's you today and you're acknowledging, I need to have a relationship with the God who loves me. I need a relationship with Jesus. On the count of three, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand just as a profession of saying, yeah, I need this, and then we're gonna pray together. So one, Jesus loves you so much. Two, if you feel that drawing right now, I need a relationship with him. Three, put your hand up in the air right now. I see your hands. I see your hands. Praise God. You're here on, a, on an appointment from a God who loves you, wants to meet with you right now. All right, put your hands down. We are going to pray a prayer together. This is not a magical prayer. What this is, is a means to connect us to the God who loves us. So pray with me. Dear Jesus, I believe 
that you are God. I believe you died for my sins. And I believe you rose again. I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. So today, I ask you to be my Savior. Forgive me of my sins and give me a home forever in heaven with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. This is what I want to do. There were so many hands that just went up for the first time, and you are in a room full of people who love you and love God, and this is a great opportunity for you to be celebrated for the change that is occurring in your life in this moment right now. So I'm going to count to three again. On the count of three, every one of you that just prayed that prayer for the first time, and you're saying, I'm surrendering to the love of Jesus Christ, I want you to raise your hand on three so we can celebrate with you right now. One, two, three. Go ahead and put your hands up. Put your hands up. Praise God. Praise God, man. Praise God. So cool. So cool. So cool. Your life has changed. You're not going to live perfect, but you're going to live forgiven. And that's what matters. You have a heavenly father who loves you so much. So uh, I'm going to pray over you and dismiss you. Anyone that just raised your hand that you prayed that prayer for the first time, some of our staff and counselors are going to come down after the service is over. We'd love the opportunity to pray with you, give you any sort of information you might need. So stop by and talk to us at the front of our stage right after the service is over. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you that Jesus died and he didn't just die for us, but he rose again. And that we leave here knowing we have a home forever in heaven with you, that we will raise to live an eternal life with you because of your power that lives within us. Thank you so much for your love. We, we lift up the name of Jesus. We thank you for every life that was changed today. Be with us as we go here. Help us to just, to, to just spill out your love on the city we walk into. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Let's give them a shout of praise. Happy Easter, church. I love you next Sunday. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 9, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord and confess that you are my savior, that you died on the cross for my sins and you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven with you. And God, I ask you this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need additional prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next week.